Hey guys, I'm Becca. And I'm Britt. And, and we're, we're the Vanchan Nunas. We've got all the side dishes to your high you entertainment. Thank you for joining us, and now to the episode. And we're back, you guys. So it's been <laughs> like six freaking months since our last episode aired. And it's Becca and Britt back at doing the Banchan Nunas. Thank you to everybody who listened to us in our absence. You really liked the last one that we did, the SM Entertainment. Like, you guys were, like, rocking on that one. It's, like, number third on our SoundCloud, the list of, like, most popular. Number third. Number third, yeah. <laughs> we're back. We're here. It's been a while. Hi. <laughs> it's been so long. Oh, my God. And it's not that we don't like you. We just had to figure out life for ourselves. Guys, 2020 was crazy for everybody, but I'm surprised Britt and I lasted as long as we did (laughs) (laughs) before we went cuckoo. So we, uh, it took us a while to like come back from that, like, like what, well, what would you call that, Britt? We, we, uh, we both, (laughs) we both like had mental, like breakdown not breakdowns but i did actually a couple times but like we had mental moments we just needed some time and it just kind of it just kind of hit us like floodgates open and whoosh it was there and it was so funny Mm -hmm. because we both didn't talk to each other for a while about it and then like finally i was like i'm so sorry i can't get this together i can't get it together to do a freaking episode (laughs) you know to edit an episode and get going just to say that everybody, everybody has some, ha- can have their moments and we needed our moment. So we definitely got better, but then it took a little bit of while of figuring out what we were doing because we had some big changes going on in our lives. So school, Becca got her associate's degree. So a round of applause for her. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. And moving is happening soon for Becca. And her sister, so I'm excited for her to be on the same time zone, so I don't have to figure that shit out anymore. I mean, <laughs> so I don't have to figure out that stuff anymore. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes. But, so, I mean, we did take a break, but we had lots of things to be working on, so we're back. We're back. And hopefully we're better than ever. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be a little bit different. Like we were doing, we were going to put out an episode a week and these short little 15 minuteers, and we just had to re-decide how everything was going to go. So our website is still out there, thebanchanunas.com. Blogs will still be going up only like once a month for me and Becca probably like twice a month. And then we're going to return back to two episodes a month, but it's really one episode because it's like part one and part two. And... We decided that the last episode, the SM Entertainment Impact episode, which you guys have really been loving, we kind of took a little bit to decide why that was working so well. And we just figured out that it was something that we both really were passionate about talking about. And we want to take those times and actually kind of settle into our niche. We're just only going to be start talking about things that really probably other people are not talking about or it's not talked about enough, but stuff that we really want to talk about and stop doing a lot of the frivolous fan service we were doing beforehand. Yeah, so we're excited to be back. Some things will be a little bit different, but also it's not really that different. It's like the same with a tad bit of difference (laughs) for you guys. So we're going to get started here. We have 
our episode. Becca, do you want to go ahead and tell them what that's about? Sure. We have a very exciting one today. We decided to take a little bit, well, it's not that different from what we normally do, but we decided to do a movie today. We wanted to talk to you guys about the one and only Shang-Chi that came out on Labor Day weekend here in the States and just dive into the overall effect that it's had over, you know, Asian Americans. And then at the same time, just break down some of the the really cool things that we thought that were amazing about the movie. And we're trying really hard not to do spoilers. So do not fret. We will tell you if it is a spoiler (laughs) in, you know, when that that moment happens. But a lot of it, we're trying really hard just to give you just overall aesthetics or fun facts, you know, that would either pique your interest to go watch it, or at least make you feel like you weren't the only person in the room. <laughs> but I'm really excited for today's uh, episode because it's a little different for us. And Pope Britt and I really cared about it. We both saw it. I, I think you actually saw it the weekend of Labor Day, didn't you? Labor Day weekend? Yeah, I saw that weekend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. I saw it actually on Labor Day in the United States since I was nervous when I was going into it. We wanted to talk about some of the more almost like the external forces that kind of helped make Shang-Chi the way it is. And then also what the impact could possibly be with this. So, but we do have a special guest returning to the Banchan Yuna. She's been here before. I, we know and love her and I'm sure everybody else has too and really enjoyed her. So welcome back. Fact checker Esther. Also Becca's sister. Was good. <laughs> hey. Hello. Hi, Lou. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. We're excited to hear your thoughts and opinions and whatnot. Did you see Shang-Chi with Becca? Yes, I did watch it twice, <laughs> actually. Twice? it was pretty great. Yeah. You know, I got to give them my money. Support the people, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, so just first reactions, um, which if you couldn't tell, by the way, been talking about this, but... Did you love it, hate it, or were you just like, eh? It's very quick. You got to give her like a sentence. Love it, hate it, or eh? Yes, I loved it. Okay. What about you? <laughs> Five <laughs> syllables, yes. You I said one it. sentence. I know, I'm just That kidding. was like, yeah, we were her. holding up cue cards for you, and you had to say, yes, we love it. Right. So can we get a little more enthusiasm? I love it. <laughs> this is pressure. Oh, but I loved it. It was, it was great. Like the music and just, I mean, it's Marvel and I like superhero stuff. So of course, like it's both two things of like what I love anyway. So it was just really pretty to even look at. So yeah. Yeah. That's just a continuating sentence. Thank you. Thank you for the more enthusiastic response. (laughs) Enthusiasm. (laughs) Okay, Becca, love, hate it, or eh. I okay. I am gonna say I'm mixed. You're I was eh? mixed. Okay, I am mixed. No, I'm not eh. I'm like a. I'm in between a love it and a eh. <laughs> so you're like a eh. <laughs> like I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm more like a. I'm more of like the the kombucha girl where she's like. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> kind of so. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it, so I'm a love it for the most part. Like, I'm gonna love it. I know that I love it because I know I'm gonna wa- keep watching it. I'll keep watching it over and over again. So it's gonna get in that category yeah. for me. Okay, so we want to break down like five kind of areas that we want to talk about. 
So we've got music, we've got cultural impact, we've got the production, and we've got in international reactions that we're doing. And we're going to start off with music. So either of you two ladies want to take it away? You guys, the music is fire. I was not ready for what happened when Shang-Chi debuted in or dropped like in the States because all of a sudden everybody starts like posting it on their Instagram, dropping it on Twitter. And I think I got a million text messages or not text messages, but notifications about how many different people were on this Mm -hmm. that I followed Mm -hmm. and I was floored. I couldn't believe (laughs) half the people that had like something on their Instagram or on their social media saying it was such an honor. It's a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, it was uh, Mark Twan and BB. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, she's talking about like Korean, Chinese, Asian artists that dropped saying that they participate in the soundtrack. Exactly. Yes. So if you don't know, they brought 88 Ryzen to do the soundtrack for it. So not the, the score, but the soundtrack for yeah. the film. And Which was amazing. In, it was amazing. And sitting there watching, I think at the credits, they use one of my favorites from the soundtrack. And you're just sitting there in awe because this is so Asian-led. And I felt, I was, this is crazy. I'm like, dude, these yeah. are people on my playlist. This right, is crazy. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, like DPR, Mark Twan, yeah, Zion was on it. Like, there was everybody, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, it was definitely a surprise for the whole entire soundtrack, for sure. And I thought I was, like, on top of it with, like, because obviously I would look up the music and whatever for Marvel movies just to, like, you know, see what I'm getting into. Right. And that's just, like, a personal thing for me, just to understand and, like, feel certain scenes. I think music adds a lot more to it, so Mm -hmm. I usually listen to it before I go to a movie. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked at it before watching the movie, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it was insane how many artists were on it. And I was like, I honestly thought I heard Jackson Wang was going to be on there. So I was like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. This is freaking cool. Now a solo artist and part of GOT7 and now is part of this whole uh, Marvel scene. And I was shook, which I'm not disappointed with the fact that it was Mark instead which I don't know who put out that rumor, but not cool, dude. Don't put out a rumor that's not true, all right? <laughs> but yeah, the soundtrack's freaking cool. They have really great artists, and mm-hmm. like, it just reaches out to like, sets the tone of what a movie would be. And I think they like equally matched each other so well. It was just great. Yeah, I would agree. Like, the soundtrack. And I'm not usually this way, you guys. Usually I'm like, the score was so amazing. And then like, oh, the soundtrack is mm-hmm. nice. You know, <laughs> like it's it's great. There's like very few that I would be like, yeah, the soundtrack was amazing. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, that mm-hmm. first one, the soundtrack, the songs that they picked, exquisite. Yeah, they had a great soundtrack on Guardians. Yeah. And so like the same thing with this one where it's just like, this is really awesome. I can really feel it. It def- I don't know if you guys noticed, but much of the soundtrack had a 90s vibe to it from like the music of that kind of era and so I was really digging that because I love 90s and so the nostalgia was real for me in that moment but yeah Mm -hmm. I definitely like that one of the things that I thought was really cool about the soundtrack is they did bring them bringing on the Asian artists because now you have people like DPR Live and Zion T in the same 
in the same universe as Anderson mm-hmm. Pock, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. And like Jenna Echo, Jenna, Jenna Echo, is that how you say her name? Jenna Echo? I think it's Iko, yeah. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I've never known to say your last name. That you're bringing them in the same universe. Yeah. And when I heard Coming to You Live, when I was listening to their al- their album, or this yeah. this album, mm-hmm. I was, well, I'm like, DPR? What? DPR yeah. is on this track? This is crazy. Because mm-hmm. I initially knew nobody, and I was trying really hard not to like, pay attention to anything on social media, so I went into this movie blind. But the, the crazy thing about this, and we talk about Case so much on this show, like, you guys, Case Works, if you don't know what Case is, go back and watch it or listen to it. It's about how to like help your help your group of people become K-pop fans. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and my little sister, she loved K-pop when she was younger, but she does not anymore. I She was listening to this album and I looked at her in confusion because I said, May, this is K-pop. Mm-hmm. And she said... No, it's not. In like, in like horror, in like horror, right? Mm-hmm. I said no. You see that DPR? You see that? You yeah. see that Zion T? Mm-hmm. You see BB? Yeah, Those are my people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was, she was like, I can't help it. This album is so, like, so good, you know. Yeah. And that was the yeah. She listens to it a lot. She listens to it every freaking day. Oh my gosh, that's and, and awesome! I was just like, I can't believe my little sister and I are listening to Zion T together. Like, right? That's insane. So if you need something <laughs> to flip your friends, you guys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> this will this will pull even the people that you don't think it'll pull. Totally. So, you That's should cool. definitely start, like, lead with the song yeah, right. the soundtrack. It was just a really great, and it was a right, really great culmination of, like, all these Asian artists, too. So it's just, like, yeah. you know, it's just, it is, it is it's really good soundtrack. If you guys haven't listened to it, you should mm-hmm. definitely would. So I don't know if you guys saw it, but, like, Rich Brian, he has done some stuff before with Jackson Wang, which I think came up with, like, the, whoever came up with the rumor thought because Rich Brian was on there. Maybe yeah, they Jackson did Titanic was on there. together. Yeah, yeah, they did, like, Titanic and another song recently. Right. But, like, Rich Brian, it was so precious when he went to the movie theater because he's on a couple of these songs. Well, he, he owns 88 Rising, I think. Oh, I forgot. So sorry. <laughs> my bad fact checker is not here <laughs> uh, but like it was just so precious because someone got a clip of him singing along with the song playing in the movie mm-hmm. like during the movie which i guess is like inappropriate but whatever it was just so precious because he was so happy about it and it was just like it's so cool to see an artist like him instead of like i don't know some poppy super poppy artist be on this like have their music on the screen he was like super precious about it i was just like that's that's really cool that they get an opportunity as well right to, like be on the same platform as like anyone else right uh i apologize so th- he doesn't own 88 rising he's an 88 rising artist mm. same with him and nikki and all of them so yeah okay okay anyways thank you for the correction you guys just flipped there so you know Fact checker Becca. Uh, oh, my fact name. check Becca. Oh, fact check Becca. <laughs> I should be TI 85. Oh, TI 87. <laughs> That's my fact check name. TI 87. Oh my God. You guys, it's real. It's happening. I don't care. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the soundtrack. No, the score. So the we're. Score. S- Sorry. Score. Uh, so to segue into the score, 
I I'm just gonna like right up to this is this is where my dis- disappointment was is the score was just not there for me. I well, I've talked about this many times before, you guys, but I am musically inclined. I play instruments. I listen for that. It's something that I'm really passionate about. As a hobby, not as like a full-time job thing. But <laughs> <laughs> So one of the things that was really disappointing for me is that there's very much Black Panther themes throughout this, mm-hmm. se- this score. And I was like, if you played them right next to each other, you wouldn't be able to tell. Like you'd be like, you, you could confuse people easily. Now, like that usually happens if you have like the same composer, but they didn't. They had two different composers so I'm not even really sure what happened there and then also the very there was some Chinese instruments representation but it was it was very lacking and it was nowhere near the quality if that person had truly done all of their research so I think his name is like Joel P. West or something like that but he's the one who did the score and I I think he tried but I also feel like it just it just missed the mark I was expecting like music that was more similar to like the flame's daughter or you know anything like that that had more of that musical representation of those traditional elements mixing in with you know this orchestra and whatnot so that's just the way i felt where it missed the mark for me i don't know about you guys no i agree with you because i remember listening to the score and I was confused as to what i was listening to yeah because Mm -hmm. i expected it to sound Almost like Mulan, the live action score, which wasn't great. You know, that wasn't great, but it was something. It was something closer to what I thought it was going to be. And I absolutely agree with you about the the Black Panther vibes. I think they were like, well, this worked in this sense, so it should work in this sense. And yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're dealing with very different, very different things. So I was let down as well. I I definitely think that one of the things that whoever was in charge of everything, of getting certain levels of Asian influence, didn't do it to the fullest extent. You should have had at least like a handful of Asians in the score room. I don't I don't know. Whoever was in charge of making the score, you should have had at least yeah. a handful of Asians in there. I don't think they had enough of the art of the actual people doing it because it was like they used a piece here like, oh, we're going to use these drums. But it was almost like I hate to say this, but it was almost like, OK, you're going to learn this new Chinese drum to like a white person who or somebody who's traditionally or culturally not Asian. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you get that sense in the other areas of the movie as well, unfortunately. Because like the, what the great thing that, again, it was somebody who did Black Panther. It was somebody who had, his name was like Ludwig. He's like, you know, a Denmark person or whatever. Netherlands person. <laughs> Denmark. Yeah, like yeah, Denmark. <laughs> so he, when he did it, he went and visited Africa. And he like went and experienced that. And besides just researching. And he brought in a lot of... Uh, people who are trained in those instruments and the drums and, you know, like the flutes and all that kind of stuff. So he brought those people over Mm. to the recording studio to do that for Black Panther. And it's so evident in that when you do this, the music, because the music was mixed with this hip hop, you know, rap vibe bass to it. But then these like classical instruments that were doing that, you know, with that, these classical African instruments that were just, it was just, it was a beautiful mix, which was just very great in representation of like, the origins of who Black Panther is with the comics 
And then that with that history, you know, that African history, just paying a piece to that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I went into it not trying to expect anything, but when you set the level up here <laughs> with a Marvel movie, um, with the music, and it, it doesn't get there, you're just like, why? What happened? <laughs> yeah, seriously. So. Yeah, no, so this Joel P. West, uh, the composer... I don't know how exactly he was selected for the score. He's he's worked with the director before, but he's worked on smaller okay, okay. pieces. He's never done something of yeah. this scale. Which, I mean, I guess good for him. But also, like, this, none of the music that he's made before has ever been, like, a scale of a Marvel movie. Right. Like, an action film, at yeah. least. Like, all of it's, like very what is it called romantic movies or sad movies or whatever Mm -hmm. so this is like very different for him and they pulled in like a 70 piece orchestra as well with a chinese music ensemble so like i guess they tried but like it is very very disconnected to compared to like what i would expect especially when they've set the bar so high with the soundtrack it's right oh <laughs> and with like black panther you, you like you know you can do it uh-huh. we've seen you do it in black panther right like every other marvel movie but yeah. specifically with black panther so we expected yeah. you to do the same right in yeah. in this and i think they were like well we have asian people in the soundtrack so we don't necessarily need such a full asian essence in yeah. the score i'm like no no I that is the it. heart you it's, should yeah. have had yeah. All the things in the score, yeah, you know, that would have rounded it out really well. And I think that was part of what was missing is that music is such a big piece of Asian and like or Asian entertainment, yeah. And it has a history, like every instrument has a history and a culture about that, you know, about that instrument, mm-hmm. you know. So there's, you know, there's things like oh, when you're playing it this way, there's a meaning behind it, and when you're playing it this way, there's a meaning behind that. I think what he, the composer, really would have benefited from is if he had gone and gone to Indonesia, China, wherever, you know, all these places, mm-hmm. gone and seen these artists play it and then, like, talk to them about that, you know, like, mm-hmm. what's it like? I think that would have just really matured that, at least this score. Him fully understanding yeah experience and he didn't have to fully understand but at least have a better understanding i think i was reading one of the articles that he wrote and he basically just said he's like oh i included these things um because of the history but it was really about this family dynamic which again like we've seen these shows these movies these asian shows these asian movies and we've seen the influence of those songs and i'm like of those instruments and you're like so you're saying that these instruments can't show that as best as a western classical symphony that's what i you know read from that from what you were saying so like you know you just want to be careful you know obviously to anybody who's out there just like we want to be careful about the way we word things and think about things because maybe you want to think about like how that comes off because that's the way you're presenting it now like oh these chinese drums these these um, Indonesian flutes cannot represent the struggle between a fo- families and the emotional impact it has on them. Yeah. And that just comes with lack of understanding. Right. And so that was like, when I read that, I was like, that is even more disappointing to me. I wish I wouldn't have read that, like read anything that you had said about it. So, so I was just curious to find out what he had done 
in order to score. So like what research he had done and whatnot. And I mean, people like you and me were versed quite a bit in Asian culture. And so we've seen all different kinds of everything. Right. And we can tell you for a fact that most Chinese dramas do not have American lead instruments. Or American-led like instrumentals. Mm -hmm. A lot of their instrumentals are based with Chinese instruments. Mm -hmm. And... And it's very heartfelt and you feel all the different emotions. I mean, obviously you haven't watched a 50 episode anything. Right. Because you, <laughs> you would understand from one 50, 50 episode something that there's all the range of emotions are being felt from mm-hmm. a single flu or, yeah, you know. Totally. Whatever. Forget a 50. Ep- we were watching what? The Yin Yang Master. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's. He's got one flute in the entire time, and you're just like, man, this is great. And you're happy. And then you're you're like, oh, my God, the bromance. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, f- a flute, man. Yeah. yeah. it's You just got to understand how to how the instrument is played and the sometimes even the absence of the instrument. Instrumental, absolutely. When yeah. it's not being played provides some sort of, like, strain on, I don't know, when you feel it, like it's all of a sudden quiet, you feel the strain. So yeah. you don't need... You don't need a different instrument. You just need to understand a little bit of how to play it and how it's displayed to that certain audience. Yeah. And I get it. Like, it's 2020. They they started production in March 2020 for this show or this movie. Mm -hmm. And I get that that's frustrating because they had to work through all that conditioning or those crazy conditions. They started production, but they've been in pre-production for two to three years now. I I would assume so, yes. <laughs> because, but and again, like this is my reading is that the composer has been since part of, been part of pre production, so he has been has mm. more than enough time to do his well, research. So, like for me, I was just like, yeah. why did we miss this mark? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why one? Why didn't we try to hire some an Asian composer? Like, why was that Absolutely. not a thing? And then two. If we weren't going to hire an Asian composer, why did not we do more research to go on? We've been on this topic for a while, you guys, but obviously we're super passionate about it and super passionate about music in here. Don't mess with the music. Seriously, don't, don't frick up the music. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's my final comment. <laughs> right. That's Real. our final Skip comment. Skip this down well. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is a good lead into production because I kind of had some same feelings about some of the stuff happening in production as well. I think we specifically want to talk about the effects and fighting. Let's go. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm just going to go right in because with the score, I kind of felt the same way with effects of with this just creature wise for some oh, of them. Really? Not, not for all of them. I think the one that was really I was disconcerting. I know. I was like, wow, which ones? There are some pretty cool most of them were pretty cool i was disappointed in yeah. the the chinese lion what oh oh that yeah. one was a disappointment for me just because it was just it, again it was just slightly off for me it was just something about it and i think when you get into effects of watching asian shows that we have you you also get a different level you know <laughs> to a different level of how that that animal should have moved. And so it was just missing mm. the mark for me on that one. All the other ones, mm-hmm. like the the nine-tailed fox, the horse, mm-hmm. the weird horse 
Comet, Morris. I loved all of the rest. The dragon yeah. um, was wonderful. Yep. It was just, it was just that one, you know, where I was just like, oh. <laughs> just so everybody knows what she's talking about. There's one, two, three, four, five, five different mystical creatures that were presented. One of them was the Chinese guardian, dra- sorry, the Chinese guardian lion, mm-hmm. which if I think you see them a lot in temples and stuff. They have like that curly. Their hair, statue. Um, and their yeah. Green, their mm-hmm. statues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Qi Lin, Qi Lin. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly or not. But I believe that is the horse that Britt's talking about. And there's the there's a phoenix. And there's also Huli Jing. Huli Jing, which is the nine-tailed fox. And then Morris is the Dai Jiang, which is the fluffy headless thing. <laughs> the adorable thing that has no head. <laughs> yeah, the adorable so. thing that has no head. <laughs> but we just call him Morris for easy reference. Right. So... So that I don't keep butchering <laughs> names. <laughs> and I haven't asked my um, Chinese exchange student who I speak with on a regular how to pronounce these names yet. And so until I do. Can you please tell me how to say blah. Yeah. yeah. Until I get that, then I'm not comfortable saying it. So, but yeah, I think that was for me. That was really the only, that was the only thing. Everything else was done very well. But it, again, it was... It was such a distraction. It was something that I was really looking forward to of being in there because I don't see, you don't see those pictured um, as a mythical creature, you know, up and walking around in a lot of the shows we watch, you know, we see all the other ones. Well, not the headless thing. Well, absolutely. Because they actually had money to somewhat do a decent job to do those things. If you wanted anybody to pull it off, you wanted Marvel to pull it off. Right. Yeah. So... They missed a mark. Well, I mean, I understand what the the lions are really hard. Yeah. Because the fur on the lions are so Deep. delicate and detailed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you mess it up in any way and you're untrained or, or you're, I'm sorry, if you are trained in that field, mm-hmm. you will see it. You'll yeah. notice it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I mean, a lot of people don't care. They, don't, they just think it's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Britt and I were right. very visual people. <laughs> we cared. So, I cared. It was the one. It was like yeah. the one I mean, creature. I was like, please don't get wrong. And and the and yeah, the yeah. dragon. I mean, but they're really the, that cute. and the dragon. They're cute. Yeah. I was like, okay, please don't get but that the wrong. dragon. I swear, I kept telling everybody. I was like, if you don't go for anything, right. Go for this dragon. Right. Because the dragon, they spent all, I felt all the money went into the dragon. Oh, yeah, like, totally. Yeah, exactly. Totally. That is how it should have yeah. been done. Yes. Because it's such a long amount of time. Like, airtime, there's such a long airtime for that thing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, maybe this is a spoiler, I'm sorry, but it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Even the way they, like, dealt, like had the action sequences for it. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Phenomenal. I was like, you guys, if you don't go for anything, please go for this dragon. It is worth your money. It's worth to see it on a big screen because it's so epic. Dragon was amazing. The other thing, I one, I was nervous. I was like, I know there's a dragon going to be in here. And I'm really nervous <laughs> about how it's going to be represented. Represented. Because right. I don't want to see the classic Nordic dragon you know like you know the hobbit's dragon Mm -hmm. i was like i do not want to see that because this is Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know this is clearly based in off of chinese and you know china so like please make sure it was perfect the scene and i don't want to like give away too much to you guys but still the scene where it's running away from you know i won't talk about what it's running away from and the tail is like flipping yeah 
That was great to me. And I loved that just because it was so, it was just like perfect. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. Yep. Yes. You know, <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Yes. I really you I got enjoyed that. that fight sequence that you're talking about because yeah. I think a lot of money was spent on, on all of that. Yeah. The, the, that, that area, yeah. the shots that they took, mm-hmm. I mean, rendering that dragon and that other thing, yeah. those other things. <laughs> been like that like that's why production was so long is because they were rendering that dragon you know what mm-hmm. i mean so yeah. i was very happy that it was a good and it looked more like the dragon from haiku or sorry it looked more like haiku than it did mm-hmm. a typical dragon yeah it was just it, that was great and then also to our our dragons the western dragons are very much it's fire and that's it you know (laughs) (laughs) just keep one in the backyard yeah (laughs) it just breathes fire fire and that's it and you're like no you know like there's more and so i like the representation for the dragon was amazing and i liked that everybody is going to be able to see that aspect on a global scale. I tried very hard not to pay attention to anything when it was coming out for the debut for this. So when I walked in and I was watching it, there was a few special effects that happened very like at the main scene. Everybody knows the scene. It's the bus scene. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. In the beginning of the bus scene, there's this one moment where there's a car that flips or like something flips like a, a van or something. But it's not real. It's like a green screen or like a, an effect that happens. It was so bad. I was thir- oh. I was very confused, very concerned because I was this is a moment. This is a very big moment. And we cannot we can't make any mistakes at this scene. This is like the beginning scene for him where we find out how good of a fighter he is. And all of a sudden you're looking. Well, I'm looking at this terrible CGI. And then and then I see this dragon at the end. I'm like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> all right we saved all our money for this that's fine i'm okay this is okay but i still for like the first i think it was in the first 30 minutes it happened i was just like god please if this is how the cgi is gonna go i'm out <laughs> but luckily luckily you guys they bring it back so just be patient when you watch it just be patient so i don't remember when i mean i don't I remember the bus scene but i don't remember the car flipping yeah, if you it's it's so small. It's so small. It yeah. happened in like seconds. Seconds. But I saw it. I've seen it twice and each time that I've watched it I'm laughing too hard to you know through most of that to like probably be focusing mm-hmm. on things as you should. As you should. It's really funny. Actors and actresses and crew members and whatnot a little bit later. But what about the fighting cuz I know you had some stuff that you wanted to talk to about fighting wise. Okay, so the for the fighting, if you guys don't know, a lot of the influences they pulled, because I was watching this, and I was so confused because I felt like I watched it before. Mm-hmm. And obviously I haven't because I watched it for the first time during Labor Day weekend. <laughs> and I didn't watch any trailers. I think I only watched the first trailer, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch any of the, the behind the scenes, blah, blah, blah. I didn't do any of that, you guys. And I was watching this, and it felt so familiar. And I was thoroughly confused because... You know, I don't know any of the people on stage, so it's not like I'm used to these actors or their fighting styles or anything like that. But I did some research, and it they pulled tons of stuff from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and, Are you serious? If you don't... Yeah. 
yeah. So like, if you don't know, I don't know. I don't know. So I've never seen any of the Dragon Ball Z, but that's hilarious to me. You guys, I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. I grew up with Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball. We literally are watching Dragon Ball Z God or whatever it's called right now. Mm -hmm. Me and Esther are. And I was watching this and I was like, I know for a fact that's a move Goku makes. Or I know for a fact, like, that scene is the same scene as him and Vegeta. Like, I'm so confused. Oh, wow. So apparently the director, uh, Destin, is very, he's a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Mm -hmm. And he pulled a lot of elements and fighting scenes from the show and then put them on the movie which very that's smart you know because (laughs) right that's such a huge like fan base Um, it is (laughs) so yeah that was super fun to like find out but also so when you're another aspect of the fact that it's so familiar is because they're pulling so i looked it up and one simu liu had to like learn so many different he had to learn seven different martial arts styles Mm -hmm. on top of the gymnastics and taekwondo he already knew yeah which so, he already knew quite a bit yeah he was very f- fluent in martial arts but right. he had to like relearn all these other ones which crazy right yeah he added so much to his repertoire he really did and then on top of that apparently so the guy that that did a lot of the styling and everything his name is young lee so y-u-n-g lee or e and that guy apparently gets he was working for the guy for Bruce Lee. Is that right? I believe Jackie Chan. Oh, for Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was working for under like someone who worked under Jackie Chan. So he's, you know, three away from the guy. Yeah. And he starts doing, he, you know, moves up the ranks and whatever. And then he starts doing really well. And then Jackie saw him and was like, that's my stuff. And the guy was like, yeah. He's like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he, they brought that guy on to do the martial arts. And that's why some of the, some of those scenes that you see in the bus mm-hmm. and some of the scenes that you see in on location, I will mm-hmm. say, seem so familiar because you've watched those in right. so many Jackie Chan movies. Like, even Rush Hour. Like, you don't even have to watch his, like, actual Chinese movies. You can Seriously. watch, like, Rush Hour. Yeah. And you'll know exactly where that scene's from because yeah. you're like, right. Jackie's done that before. Yeah. So that was really cool to see some of these, like, really influential Chinese artists work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Chinese and Japanese, I should say, mm-hmm. work in in such a big movie. So, fun fact is the same guy. Oh yeah, Young Lee, he actually started out with Got Seven. All for my Augustes out there. <laughs> Did he really? Augustes. Yeah, he started out with Got Seven, teaching them all of like their martial art, like dancing. Oh, yeah. oh. So like Mark and him, they were buds back in the day. Of course. And then you see them all of a sudden, both of them on the same piece of land, on the red carpet for Shang-Chi. Right. Yep. Yep. Look, Look at that. Oh, how now, the turntables have turned. Stupid. Well, now yeah. he's married to Munger Zhang, so that's great. Yes. Yeah, totally. Because now they, they dated pretty. and married up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was, I think also too for like me, the main thing that I was concerned about is because we watched these Asian movies and the martial arts, I was very concerned about the way that fighting would be represented. And I would say that they blew it out of the park for me, you know, in a sense where I, Absolutely. I my my expectation level was very low. And I was like, oh, okay, like, we're actually, yeah, exactly. we're actually gonna take, you know, what that is, that whole sequence in the beginning between uh, Shang-Chi's mom and dad and their fight sequence was great. That was like, 
that sequence yeah. right there was like so like I was like okay like you know what I mean Spoiler. I I don't Sorry. have I don't have to be worried about it anyways and then I all I would say is there is some representation at the end from that fight scene between father and son so at the end so but I'm not gonna go anywhere any that but anyways it was just great I was not expecting mm-hmm. like I said I was expecting it to be very low and you know I don't know as much martial art, not know, but I don't understand martial artists as much as um, Becca does, because as I remember correctly, she has taken some martial artists, martial artist. Um, she's taking martial arts. <laughs> I have taken martial training. artists down. Uh, just keep that. With a bare hand. <laughs> With this <laughs> I bet she has trained in martial arts, where I have no understanding. <laughs> Oh, God. So, oh man, that's, great. that's awesome. <laughs> but yes, I I too appreciated the martial arts in mm-hmm. this. It was lovely. I loved it. All right, well, guys, we're gonna stop here today, just because obviously we had much more to say about music and production that I thought we were ever gonna say about it. But that's great. <laughs> I'm glad we were passionate about it. So we're gonna, you know come and join you for part two here the things obviously that we're talking about are things that we cared about there are so many other things that you could focus on within these movies so we're just gonna say like you know this is not the end all be all and we probably could go into shang chi and you know the ten rings much much more but we want to thank you for 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 joining us for this part esther thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate you having you welcome We love your import. We always love it when you're here. So, for sure. We'll see you guys in part two. Part two. Make sure you check that out. It should probably be released a week or two afterwards. So, and if you have if you have any comments, you can leave them, you know, on this these episodes, or you can tell us on social media. So, we love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Well, guys, it's been a slice. (laughs) Share your thoughts and chat with us about the episode on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, check out our latest episode at FanshawNunes.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time, guys.